Welcome back to another episode, my friends. I'm a little bit, man, I've been a little bit slack lately with releasing some episodes, but today I'll be speaking about my first ultra marathon, and I am still recovering from this first ultra marathon. But yeah, I'm going to go through first initially the 28k trail run, and then the other 29ks, the big loop around back to my car, and why I did that instead of doing the 28ks back up and back down the trail run. So stick around and enjoy the show. Hello, I feel like it's been a long time, but I'm really going to try and keep these as consistent as possible. Life's been super hectic. Jan is like that time where business can be either really good or really bad and really hectic. So I'm just trying to do a lot of things with business, but it's like, I don't know how you guys are with your computers and laptops and how you browse, even on your phones, but I'm the type of person that has so many tabs open. And that is a reflection of my brain and the things that I want to do in life. There's all these things that I want to do. I'm opening up all these tabs, but then I never revisit these tabs and actually look at what I opened and why I opened them in the first place. So there's all this junk. So what I'm trying to do now is just trying to close these tabs one by one. And getting back on the podcast is one of the tabs that I need to close and just stay consistent. But I've got a good one for you today. I've done my first, well, unofficial ultra marathon but what makes something official like what you're going to give me a medal at the end and be like you know what you are an ultra marathon runner so what happened for this 57k instead of 56k was this was supposed to be a 56k trail run that i signed up to and i signed up to this 11 days before the run so last sunday 11 days before the run i signed up to an ultra marathon or i intended to sign up to the 56k ultra marathon, which you run from Dramana uh, through to Cape Shank and then back down to Dramana. And I've never done a trail run before. I haven't even had any trail experience with like equipment and even knowing what to do. But I just thought, you know what? This is going to be my crazy thing for January and I'm going to sign up to this. So I paid for the 56k online and they, they have a really funny website. Like it's not, it's not too serious. It's, it's quite jokey. And I got an email from, uh, the, he's called The Judge. And The Judge said, look, mate, with your, what you sent me in with your Strava, you've only done half marathons and you haven't done the two bays run before, which is what, what it's called. I can only enter you into the half marathon. And this is on the Friday as well. And before that, I've got barley belly leading up all the way. So my preparation wasn't the best, but I thought, you know what? I'm still going to try to do the 56K no matter what, even that, if that means I'm going to crawl it. And I messaged him back saying, well, if I do a marathon tonight, because the requirement was to do a marathon in under four and a half hours, if I, if I do a marathon tonight, will I qualify for it? And I didn't get a reply back. But me thinking reasonably and sensibly, which I don't normally think sometimes when it comes to training, if I was to do a full marathon on the Friday and then run on the Sunday, my body, you need at least two weeks after a marathon to recover. So there was no chance that was going to happen. So instead, I thought, you know what? If I can do the 28Ks, which I emailed him about, if I can do the 28Ks, can I go back down the track and do it on my own? And he said no. So I thought, okay, if I can't do the 28Ks there and back, what I'll do instead is 
I'll find my own route all the way around. So comes the day where I am preparing for the trail run and my stomach's been cooked for quite a while with the whole barley belly. I can't really eat and if I do eat, I struggle to keep it down. So it was going to be a a little bit of a struggle, but I just said, you know what, I can persevere with some grit and resilience to get past whatever point I'll get past. So I thought if I had to crawl and if I was going to be in pain, so be it. It's just a huge achievement to tick off because most people don't even do a full marathon in their life, let alone something that's an ultra marathon and on trail. So the day comes, it is Sunday morning and I have loaded up on all my gels. I filled up my vest with my two water bottles. That's a requirement. You have to have a vest with at least 500 mils of uh, fill up water in each, put a hat on, got my shoes, got my socks, extra pair of socks, got my chafing cream, which is really important, my chafing cream, some dried fruit, some caffeine gummy bears, and just chucked them all in my vest and I was ready to go. Then had my brekkie and to Dramana I went. Unfortunately, I was running a little bit late for time. It was probably an hour, hour drive. And my run, my my wave was at 7.15. I got there at 7.10, parked, needed a pre-run poop as you normally do. Had that, got to the run at 17, passed. Everyone's gone. That was the last final wave. I had to find someone, get my racing bib, went around a circle, and I was the last one to leave. No stretching, no warm-up, just straight into the run. And the first turn, about half a K in, was this gigantic steep hill and I started just not not cramping but I was starting to feel some tenderness in my left calf and my muscles and I thought man if this is like not even a k in I'm stuffed for 28 k's let alone the 56 57 that I intended to do fortunately when I bought my shoes some guy said mate maybe you should get some sodium tablets with electrolytes got that and had that every probably hour had one of those tablets you let it dissolve in your mouth and it's got a lot of sodium it's got a lot of electrolytes and within probably five minutes, my, my body just felt quite smooth and, and ready to go and cruisy. It didn't feel tight, which was good. Anyway, one of my friends taught me to walk up the, the hills, walk on the inclines, on the flats. I could either jog or walk, depending on the, the size of the of or, or the path of where you're running. It just depends on the surface. And then anything decline, he just said run. The trail was gorgeous. It was beautiful. It was so scenic. It was actually covered with quite good foliage. So I didn't get much sunburn or any any type of uh, exposure to the sun. Just like nice little bits and pieces here and there. And what I've noticed about trail runs is people aren't super intense. People are really, really nice. The shorter the run, the more intense people are. If you're doing like a 100-meter run, everyone's like, yeah, I'm going to kick your ass. But when you're doing a, a 28K or a 56K run, mate, it's all about enduring it, being nice and chill, taking your time. Anyway, my whole aim for the run wasn't to smash the 28Ks because I knew 28Ks wouldn't be an issue. Me was more so not to get injured, roll my ankle uh, because I'm just unfamiliar to this type of terrain. It's not not my forte. And it was just all about conserving my energy and you know pushing myself when I can, but knowing in the back of my head that I'm going to do double that. So the run was 
incredible. It was fun. And I really uh, suggest that anyone do even like a 5K, 10K trail run. It's just fun. You don't need to run it fast. You can just enjoy it. There's people of all different type of ages and abilities. And I think I finished the 28Ks with one stack. I stacked it once. And fortunately, I caught myself just like a random root was sticking out of the ground, kicked it, caught myself on the ground and uh, grazed my knee that I that I, um, that I I cut open in Bali. Just cut it open again. It's just struggling to heal, struggling to heal, but it's getting, it's getting there. And in that run, I use about probably six gels. I timed every 40 minutes to have a, have a gel. And fortunately, even though you shouldn't have different flavors, I just brought different flavors of gels. I also... Uh, bought different uh, brands of gels so i was just trying things out in the day and you're not supposed to do that you're supposed to try it out and test it along the way and see what works for you before your race just in case you do shit yourself and fortunately i didn't shit myself during the race i only went to the toilet once but yeah my completion time for that was three hours and 23 minutes um, and as we were running the 28Ks, the people that were doing the 56Ks started on the other side and they were flying. A lot of sponsored athletes, a lot of ultra marathon runners were absolutely flying. So I got to the end, had a nice can of Coke, put some sunscreen on my face and around my neck, um, but I was wearing a singlet. So probably I wasn't smart with really understanding how much longer this run is going to take me and how exposed to the sun I was going to be from here on here on from here onwards or even how difficult things would get because I was slowly running out of gels and food and the terrain that I was going to be on wasn't going to be very favorable to me my phone wasn't working so I had no idea where to go in terms of like how am I going to get back to my car but I did see a bunch of buses that were taking people down back to Dramana so I thought as long as I follow that road eventually I'll get somewhere have my Coke, and off I go. So I start running it, and it's just road. And on the side of a road, there's not much gravel. It's just knee-high grass almost. So a bit of bit of gravel, bit of knee-high grass, bit of gravel. And that was kind of slowing me down, and that was quite frustrating because anything on the road, cars were too tightly packed. So I didn't want to get in the way of anyone or anything. That whole path, that huge road, it was completely exposed to the sun and I was starting to feel chafing again and I was starting to feel sunburn on my shoulders and on the back of my neck. So I'll just flip my hat around forward and back depending on what I wanted to to block. I'll stop for a bit I mean, kind of put the chafing cream back on maybe every 10Ks because it was starting to really chafe. And I was just trying to find water, any, any place of a tap, but there was nothing. There was like a farm would pop up every 5Ks and my Garmin ended up stopping 37Ks in. So luckily I put Strava on my phone and I mashed up the times. And I was thinking if I stop maybe at a milk bar or something, I'll get a drink. But there was nothing there until probably 44Ks in, I see a huge building and finally a set of traffic lights. And as I'm running close to this building and I turn left into the car park, it's a freaking Bunnings. And you know, being a weekend and being a Bunnings, I assumed, or actually I just wished that they would have some snags. So luckily I see the good old snag stand and I run in, grab myself a sausage and a Coke. And there's also a water fountain in there. So I was just like, just consuming so much water, filling up my water bottles again. And off I go again to finish off the rest of the run. The water bottles were crushing my ribs. So as I was running, it was just like, mm, mm, 
crushing my ribs. I don't know why. Maybe it's like I'm not used to the vest. Maybe it's just like the the sheer amount of impact after like six hours of running and constantly breathing in and out, my ribs expanding and closing. It was it was getting a little bit brutal. I got down all the way to Mornington to the beach, which was probably I'd say about 40, 44 Ks, 45 Ks. And I knew I had to just go left for a little bit, maybe two and a half Ks and come back for about two and a half Ks or just a little bit less. And that was grueling. I think at that point, like I ran out of the gels, my muscles were super fatigued and I wasn't just feeling it in my muscles, but I was feeling it in my joints. So every time I'd, you know, for a little bit, I'd probably walk for half a K just to get some energy back. And walking was painful, just as bad as running was painful. Like my left knee was just giving out, giving out, giving out. And at the point where I was just feeling so much sunburn, I thought maybe I'll get my chafing cream, chuck the chafing cream off on my shoulders and that, that will kind of absorb and give me some protection. I did fuck all. They did nothing. So I still used it anyway, just, you know, as a placebo, I did fuck all. But I told my I told myself that no matter what I do, like I have to get back to my car. And even if that meant walking for half a K, been running for about five, 10 minutes, walking half a K, running five, 10 minutes. At that point, my running, I, I, I was just trying to debate in my head whether or not I was walking as fast as I was running because you come to the point where it's just painful. And yeah, I don't know what was faster. Maybe I was walking at just as fast, if not just a little bit slower in my run, but both were probably at the same intensity of pain. Came back, turned around, ran down the beach, ran past the starting point where I started at and I ended up back at my car, paused the Strava and I ended up doing 57 Ks which, oh man, that is such a long distance. I think when you when you do a marathon on a flat road running with like road running shoes, you know that's that's hard enough. But then you chuck in another, you know, fourteen, fifteen k's, and then you go from a trail and twenty eight k's in the trail. You know, normally a half marathon takes me on a slow run about two hours, probably on a fast run maybe one hour thirty five, one hour forty. But to do a trail run in three hours and 23 minutes just shows you how much more it takes to do something that has incline and decline and different type of trail, different type of terrain, rocks. You got to be careful of things. You can't just look straight and just run in a straight line. You can't. You have to be aware of your surroundings and aware of what you're doing. Anyway, that was such a huge sense of accomplishment for me because it was, no one was looking at me. No one was, you know, no one cared if I made it or not. Like the race was done. It was all finished. Everyone just said, you know, jump back on the bus, go back to your car. And I just told myself, no, I said, I'm doing the 56Ks, whether that be official or not, I'm doing it for myself. I'm doing it to reassure and stack proof that I can do these things that, I, that I've set out to do. And that's what it was. It was a, more of a reassurance of myself and um, almost like a, a reinforcement of my self-worth doing these things that I set out to do and think of doing and say I'm going to do, but then actually doing them. But what I didn't think was going to happen was the recovery time. And I actually Googled how long would it take to recover from a marathon, just a standard marathon run. And it's about 21 days. I think it's like one mile a day to recover. So 21 days. And I thought, you know what? I'll be all right in the morning. It wouldn't be too bad. I woke up and even crossing my legs in bed was fucking painful. I had to move all my clients to later on because it was just too painful. It was just way too painful. Even now, it's been 
eight days. I've only trained maybe once, and I wouldn't even call that training. I, was, I think I tried to train. I don't have any explosiveness in my body. My my left knee is still quite not quite sore. I'm not going to say it's quite sore, but it's sore. Sore enough for me not to run, and sore enough sore enough for me not to do many leg exercises. So today I'm going to try and just do something light. I'm going to try and swim and see how I go by the end of the week. But it, for me, it was just such an amazing experience because I'm really enjoying these fitness communities, these fitness events, as opposed to like back in the day when I'd go out and party and then, you know, under the influence, you say to someone, oh man, absolute stranger as well. I love you, bro. You are sick cut. But then you never see him again. You know, now we're, I'm in the stage of my life where I'm doing these events where people are completely sober, maybe caffeinated um, or some pre-workout, but we're all there for a health reason and we're trying to get fitter and healthier and push ourselves. And what I realize that the more of these things that I do, the more I realize that there's so many levels to fitness, so many levels of fitness. And I want to complete an Ironman eventually in the next two years. So my first thing is to do a sprint try. And I need to be able to swim. And my biggest issue is swimming. So, fuck, I actually suck at swimming. I bought some flippers and I couldn't get any other color than yellow. So I'm six foot four guy wearing yellow flippers, most likely in either the beginner lane or the kiddie pool. But it is what it is. Sometimes you got to start somewhere and I'm just going to be you know, honest. Like, you know, people just assume that someone that's fit can do all these things. But I am shit at quite a few things. I'm good at a few things, but I'm shit also at a few things. But that means you can always get better at these things. As long as you put your mind to it, as long as you know you're going to suck and as long as you don't care what people think when you're doing this thing, we're all, you know, we're all beginners at something at some stage. But that was such an enjoyment for me and I hope that I can do more of these things. You know, maybe I probably won't run an ultra for a long time because it's such a strenuous toll, takes such a strenuous toll on the body. It's fucking intense. It's really intense. And you need to prepare properly. You need to eat properly. You know, you need to train for it. You know, you can get through a race like that. Like I think most people can just wake up and run a half marathon. It just depends how fucked you're going to be afterwards. So if you don't have much training, you can probably do it, but you're going to be fucked for ages. But that's my crazy thing for Jan. I don't know what I'm going to do for Feb. I think it's going to be a track meet where I'll probably do 100 meters, 200 meters, and 400 meters. Something very different, extremely different to something that's an endurance. It's more um, anaerobically based, so it's more short energy systems. So I'll see how I go with that. And that's going to be fun. And I'm probably going to get smoked. I'm probably going to get absolutely smoked. But it is what it is. It is what it is. Sometimes you got to top, cop these things in the chin, you know, take a hit to the ego and just know, mm, I'm going to learn a little bit from this. And then you develop your character over time. All character development in it. So that's me done for today. Just a nice little quick story about my running and my endurance. Yeah, it's people think you're crazy. But it's not for other people to say what you are, what you are not. It's just, you know, if you set out something, maybe there might be a physical goal or a mental goal or like a some kind of life goal. If you really want it and it's in your head, say it. Say it, get it out there, and then do it. If it's in your head but you don't say it, you probably never do it. But if it's in your head and you say it, there is such a higher chance of you actually doing this thing. And you can do it. You can do it. It's just, it's all up to you. It's all up to you. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's a, there's always going to be different arcs in your life. You know, you're going to have a certain arc when you're in your teens, in your 20s, in your 30s. 
you know, just enjoy the process. Don't just be stuck on the couch watching TV, going to sleep, waking up, going to work, back on the couch watching. Try out different things. You know, you'll actually end up enjoying your life instead of just being miserable and and just thinking of what ifs or looking back at the times where things were better. You know, people are like, oh, my teens were the best. 20s sucked. 30s even suck even more. They only suck if you let them suck.